Hey, so Reese, you like Chuck Norris jokes? Yes. I love Chuck Norris jokes. You want to hear a good one? I do. All right. So when Chuck Norris jumps into a pond, he doesn't get wet. The pond gets Chuck Norris. Kapow! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, gotta love uh, Chuck Norris. Gonna, I'm putting that one in my back pocket. I'm gonna use that <laughs> for now. Yeah, on. save that one for later. That's a good one to pull out at a party. Yes, because absolutely. everyone tells Chuck Norris jokes at parties. I've been to a lot of those. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's kick this thing off. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Today we are testing out a new format. Ooh. Stick around to the end of the episode to see a playthrough and a mini review of World War Z. It's Sunday, April 20th, 2020. Welcome to episode 9 of the Ginger and the Beard podcast. What's up, everyone? I'm AJ, a.k.a. The Ginger. And I'm Reese, a.k.a. The Beard. Yes. Yes. In this week's episode, we're going to be switching things up a little bit and testing out a new format. If you stick around to the end of the episode, or if you're watching the recorded version of this, you can skip towards the end. The Beard and I are going to hop into some zombie slaying action, hence the title, and play a chapter, or maybe two, of World War Z. Yes, but before we start slaying, we've got a few things to cover in the world of tech, video games, and of course, UFC. But first, Mr. AJ, good sir, how was your week? Oh man, it was good. And it's actually kind of different because we're recording on a Sunday now, so we've had the week and the weekend. So my week was pretty good. I've actually kind of forgotten about most of it. Um, I do recall that it was a better week than the previous week. The weeks continue to get better. This working from home lifestyle is we're kind of settling in. And just when we get really comfortable, uh, the government's going to turn the country back on and all of us are going to have to go back to work and figure our lives out again. (laughs) I'm not ready for this. I know (laughs) it's going to be weird. It's going to be a weird adjustment, but uh, you know, I think uh, work's been going pretty good. Yeah, it's been going good. It's kind of weird. Um, I know your your role kind of switched up a little bit. My role also switched up a little bit last week, um, taking on some new team members, some new responsibilities, uh, some some exciting stuff, some major challenges coming. But I'm looking forward to it. So, and yeah. this weekend was been this weekend was really good. We had a lot of nice weather here in Virginia Beach, and uh, today we run ran t- tons of errands. We're out and about. We stayed safe, socially distant inside the car for most of them um picked up some groceries got some stuff from lowe's did some outside um you know fun activities like building a box garden and stuff like that so the kids oh, had a nice. good time yeah it was nice how we, about you man? we wanted we want to do something just like that we were just talking about it the other day um i don't know if you've looked online they got those like tiered box gardens like we have a slope in our backyard that's pretty substantial so we can't just have like a flat area for gardens right so there's like these tiers, right, where it's like you have yeah. one box here and another one and then a third one. And, you know, there's, there's just like a step down, basically. And so I think we're going to build something like that. I have a composter going back there and I got a full 55 gallon barrel of compost ready to go. Nice. Um, yeah, just nice. And it's Is like it all a, your stuff. Did you make oh, yeah. it? Oh, oh yeah. 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 There's a there's a lid on it. And I mean, it's environmentally friendly. I recommend anybody do it. It's, it's great for your plants. Um, 
there's a lid on it, right? And I've, I just poked a couple holes in the top of it so that it can breathe a little bit. There's yeah. like, I'm talking like little, like millimeter holes. There's actually plants growing inside of it. That's how like, that's how like, like good this soil is. What? There, like inside. I looked in it the other, I looked in it yesterday and there was like, there's like plants growing in it. I was like, what? There's no sunlight getting into this thing. Like there's like very nice. little sunlight and I'm like, wow. All right. Well, I can't Maybe wait you, to use this. You just identified a new species that can grow in zero light. There might be some alien zombies growing in my backyard. You ever play that game? <laughs> plants versus zombies? Yeah, of course. I'm pretty sure that's what's going on right now. So, nice. yeah, if you don't hear from me next weekend, sorry guys, podcast is uh it's just going to be it's just going to be the ginger. <laughs> yeah. I got ate by alien plant zombies. So You got you got hit with a giant ball that a, a plant spat at you. <laughs> yeah, or it just ate my leg off or something. Yeah. Um, but besides that, no, I mean that's that's really cool. I like that idea, and and I want to do the same too. But uh, I've, besides I've that, wanted to do a compost though. I've actually mentioned this to Shana multiple times, and, and she kind of gives me a weird eye whenever I say that I want to let food rot in our backyard in a bo- in a no. barrel. Why? Why, dude? It's like so <laughs> easy. Know. You just like throw it in there. You you stir it up like once a month, and like six, seven, mm. eight months go by, and you got. You got compost. I got to ask you, though, how does it smell? It doesn't smell bad as long as you know what you're doing, right? So, the, like, the reason why it would smell too bad is if you put too much carbon or too much nitrogen-based products in there, right? So, like, if you put a ton of food in there and you don't put, like, leaves or cardboard or, like, paper clippings or something, then it's going to smell really bad. Or if... if um, or if you put like vice versa, you just put like all like cardboard and like paper clippings and like stuff like that, then it's not going to like nothing's going to happen. You have to have both yeah. and there has to be a balance. And so if you go and smell it and it smells bad, then, you know, it's out of balance. Um, I had no smells, idea you put I had no idea you put like paper and stuff in it. Oh, yeah, man. Cardboard, paper, leaves, um, stuff like that to kind of balance out like all of the carbon from the food and the grass clippings and stuff like that interesting yeah. i need to yeah, i'm sorry Nit- to, to balance out the nitrogen you put in you put in the paper and everything to balance out the nitrogen from all the food um makes sense but, makes sense yeah um and i mean there's a couple other things like if you look at it and it's all like sloshy and stuff add paper and cardboard and stuff like that you know that you have laying around but gotcha sh- dude I, I mean i watched a video i know i'm going on this is the last thing i, I watched a video <laughs> of a guy that literally made compost out of just paper clippings and that was it um, and a couple other things, but yeah, like he just wanted to prove that it was possible. And like a year went by and he had, he had compost that worked. So anyway, anyway, That's besides so that, <laughs> my Nature's week was crazy. really rough. My dude, it's so crazy. My week was really rough. I, I had to cancel my stream on um, Thursday. I had to cancel my stream. My, or we, I had to cancel the podcast. The reason why we didn't do it is because I was working. I had to work the whole time. It was a nightmare, but that's all over. We made it through. The rest of this month's going to be great. I got really good news um, about the rest of uh, May. The May, May is going to be awesome. So you know what? Oh, that's exciting. It, things are looking up, dude. I, I grilled some hot dogs on the grill. I grilled some uh, barbecue chicken on the grill earlier. It turned out great. Mm. Relaxed. Played some Fallout 76. I'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, nice. man, that's that's what's been going on. So um, I guess besides that, uh, you drinking any beer tonight, buddy? You know it, man. Actually, over the last couple of days, I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys, my my stash has depleted. I've uh, 
this quarantine thing at home, it's just like stress every night. I'm like, all right, I got to crack open an IPA. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my, my stash had kind of depleted over the weekend. So I had a, a mimosa yesterday morning, which was delicious. My wife fixed uh, sorbet mimosas, which is like the most feminine drink on the planet. But I'm not above drinking that. It's delicious. Um, <laughs> so come awesome. at me, bro. Um, and uh, then yesterday, yeah, last, last night I had a um, – agave lime hard cider from sly clyde which is here in uh hampton hampton virginia and uh i don't drink hard ciders very much i usually taste them when shana gets them or whatever just because that's what she drinks and um i enjoyed it man it was really delicious but tonight i feel like feel like i I would never have to drink water ever again after one of those i just it was so so refreshing yeah it was so refreshing Agave. I don't really not not really sure what agave actually is. It's like a sugar thing. Sugar. I don't know. Yeah, it's basically and sugar. lime. I mean, I didn't really get a strong lime uh, taste from it, but I kind of wish it was more limey. But it it was pretty refreshing. It was nice. But tonight, I'm trying something new, something that I haven't tried before. This is called Flyjack from Firestone. I'm not sure if you've had one of these Ooh. before. Not ever um, had Flyjack, but I love Firestone. Yeah, I mean, I've had Firestone. I've had their coconut Merlin stout before, which is really delicious. Um, but this one here, they have a really good like, pumpkin, pumpkin uh, lager, pumpkin ale. Oh, oh, do they? Nice. I'll check that out. This one here is a light IPA, so Yum. it's all about that. That ninety six you see on the front is ninety representative of ninety six calories. That glass um, looks so clean. Oh my god, dude! I had to switch it out. I picked this. I picked up a different glass, and I was like, every week, man, I swear, I clean my dishes. Like, I, I guess, I guess, I need like a better rinse aid or something in the dishwasher because all my glasses look like speckly and this gross. But this one looks pretty clean. Um, they look clean every week, but that one looks especially clean. <laughs> nice, es- especially clean. Especially. So this ninety six here got ninety six calories in this bad boy. Only five carbs. Um, you guys, I don't really care about calories or carbs, but it, I'll tell you a hilarious story after I take a sip of this nice, crispy, refreshing it. beer. Let's see it. Oh, man. Looks good. It is good. It is good. Um, it's only 4%, so it's really light, um, and it's only 25 IBUs, so it's definitely not as heavy or as bitter as most IPAs, um, but it's nice. It's, again, like a, it's... it's um, I wish I could easy describe drinker? it to you, but it's it's very Is easy it drinker. Easy? It'd be good. It's an easy drinker for sure. It'd be good for an outside. It's kind of a dry finish though. It's like kind of left my mouth a little dry. But can I see the head of that again? Let me. I want to see the, the. Can you show me the the top of it at all? Anyway. Yeah, you uh, can kind of see it. it. Looks pretty good. It looks nice and foamy. Yeah, I mean, it had a nice head when I poured it, but it is a little dry on the finish. Um, okay. But <laughs> so I told you my stash kind of depleted, and last week I had a a uh um oh man orange crush ipa from farmhouse which i'm actually repping farmhouse again here on the shirt um (laughs) we might as well be sponsored by farmhouse at this point i would talk about farmhouse on every episode but um i went there that's all it was really good it's uh, an amazing place but that's all i had left in the fridge still was more orange crush ipa so i actually texted my buddy zach who lives on the street and i was like hey man do you have any? And he has a. You've been to Zach's house. He's got an amazing uh, beer fridge, in addition to his massive bourbon shelf. This guy has like thousands <laughs> and thousands of dollars worth of bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ad- address undisclosed. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, 
I texted him. I was like, hey, man, do you have any, any craft beers in your fridge that you'd be willing to trade for one of these Orange Crush IPAs? And he texted me a picture of a few of them. He was like, hey, you can have one of these. So I, we, I traded for one for this one here. Um, nice. Yeah. So I'm happy I did. It's it's pretty good. Again, I don't really care about carbs or calories, but it's kind of nice to try something a little bit on the lighter side once in a while. He's got good taste. He's got a lot of good stuff there. So very cool. Yeah, man. Definitely. What about you, man? What do you got tonight? What are you drinking? All right, so uh, you know everybody knows everybody knows about good old Guinness, right? So we're just we're just pulling out some Guinness, right? I haven't been able to get out to get too many crazy things. I got one beer that I'm going to save, maybe pull out next week. Uh, it's a gingerbread stout from Christmas time, um, but this week Ooh. we're keeping it nice and simple. Guinness, right? Keep it classy. It's, it is. It's the Budweiser of stouts. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know why, but there's a toucan. There's a yeah, toucan a new on the can front. design. What's up with that can design? You know, I couldn't figure it out. Um, this is what they sent me in the mail. We ordered this from uh, Amazon Delivery. Hold on. You can get beer from Amazon? Yeah, they carted us uh, through our window. Oh, what? <laughs> the lady this had changed. a mask on. We didn't, like, open the door or nothing. She sat it on the ground, carted us through the window, and we got beer. This changes everything. I tried ordering from uh, um, Total Wine, yeah, and they're like they're just like out of everything. I was trying to get that. What I was trying to do? Oh wow, this thing's like about to f- spill over. I was trying to get that <laughs> beer from last week. That like that um, uh, the dry stout that was like a barley wine. It was a Guinness yeah. strong yeah. ale. That was really good. Anyway, all right, guys, here it comes. Here's the pour. Do it, do it. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta see the glory. I just love how these things, these nitros, oh, I just man. love how they pour like this. Get to watch all uh, those glorious dude, bubbles. I might, I might spill. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to take a sip real quick. Let, look at the cascade. Dude, there's a video, and actually we should drop a, I'm going to drop a link to this in the show notes. Um, there's a video that I, I, watch, I once watched, and it was like how to pour a Guinness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think it was like five or 10 minutes long and it would just goes through like the proper way to pour a Guinness and like the certain type of glass and why you have to do things a certain way and all this stuff. And the footage is such high quality that like I literally, my mouth was like watering as I watched this video and I awesome. had to go out and purchase a Guinness that night. Awesome. <laughs> That's so good, dude. I, I have to, honestly, I have to drop a link to that. I, I can get down with Guinness. I mean, a lot of people can't, but, um, I love, I love it, man. I love it. The first the first taste you get is coffee, really. You get that, like a strong coffee kind of taste, very malty. Mm-hmm. Um, I do notice a lot sometimes though, like I can taste the I can taste the aluminum, right? That's in the can. If it's mm-hmm. not in a bottle, you know, I can like I get that aluminum taste, which is like kind of unfortunate. I would prefer that they'd be bottled, but you know, it's a nitro can, so I love the the feel of it. It's so nice and like, you know, smooth and foamy and, and amazing and uh definitely better sweet. on draft yeah oh way better on draft i think that's the best yeah. that's the best way to enjoy it but i mean look at this look at the foam like they've they've really done an amazing job yeah that's even though it's a, like uh, it's so like commercialized and like you see it everywhere but i mean like yeah they did a good job so, you can't you can't beat the head on the guinness for sure there's no way it's and the fact that it's like the same every time, like you know what you're gonna get. 
Yeah. You know, there's a lot of beers out there that, and I love those other beers out there where it's different every time, but you got to appreciate somebody that could take something and do it over and over and over again. And it never changes. So, you know, bravo, bravo to Guinness. I'm also repping, I'm also repping uh, Guinness. So, Oh, what up? Got to bust out the shirt all around. Guinness. Nice. Guinness today. Yeah, you know, I was looking right. at the stats. Looking at the stats, I can't believe it's only 4.2%. I guess I've never paid attention, but a stout that's only 4.2% is hard to come by these days, especially like craft stouts. Yeah, yeah. Irish dry stout that's only 4.2%. I mean, name another one, right? I can't. Yeah, I mean, like pretty much. Eight plus. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I feel like now the word stout is just synonymous with like heavy. I wish I could remember the name of the beer. I was looking through Instagram and, and a bunch of these beer channels that I follow and, um, some guy posted a stout that was like 15%. And I was just like, dude, oh my gosh. I was like, yeah. I think I commented and I was like, um, hopefully you're ready to, for an early night or something like that. Because it was like 3 in the afternoon. The guy posted a 15% beer. And I was like, well, you're going to be going to bed soon. And the Have guy you was seen like, those? I have an experienced liver. Let's just say that. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, this isn't my first rodeo, son. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Have you seen those beers that are like 50%, 60%? um rubbing alcohol what what are you talking about (laughs) basically i've never (laughs) had one i've never had one i don't know if they sell them in virginia um i think they do though i would i wouldn't mind getting one but i would have to like i would have to drink it like it was a shot right yeah i can't imagine what that tastes like i mean it tastes like you're drinking hard liquor at that point you would think so but i don't think it's as bad as hard liquor i mean i think it's pretty rough but like yeah yeah i want to try it out I just feel like w- drinking one would be like drinking like a, a 12 pack or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you just, just pace one, yourself. One just pace them. yourself. Well, the, the, the Zach that I was talking about, he brought me over a, um, oh man, now I'm not even going to remember it. Never mind. Let's move on. It was some, some <laughs> rare beer that I, I've told you about it before. Now I just can't even think about it. It's clearly a Sunday I, night. I believe you. It's okay. It's been a long <laughs> It week. was a very rare beer. Um, I'll think about it and I'll bring if it up you, later. If you remember, show. let us know. Yeah, I will. <laughs> All Sweet. right, man. So that's fun. That's always fun. So of course, our main topic of the show, uh, like we said, switching up, switching up the format a little bit to this week, guys, is a World War Z episode playthrough. So we're gonna play through at least one episode of World War Z, but that's gonna be at the end of the show. So if you're listening to this live right now. Stick with us till the end, and we're going to switch over to that game. We're going to stream. You'll still see our two little cute faces at the bottom, and you'll see lots of uh, zombie hordes in the back um, getting slayed. So, But if you're watching this on the recorded on on YouTube, then go ahead, and if you want to skip to that part, you can do so. Um, So, yeah, but before that, uh, before we do a transition, uh, I just want to call out, if you guys would like to support the show, we'd really appreciate a a subscribe on YouTube or a follow on Instagram, things like that. And of course, engage with us. We're here to engage with the crowd, with the audience. So leave us some comments, send us some messages, give us some beer recommendations, things like that. And, uh, we'd, we'd love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely help us out guys. You know, uh, we appreciate any kind of any kind of help you guys give us. We're trying to grow and whatnot. And, and, and if you guys want more from us, if you guys want different information, you let us know. Yes, yes. So, but we got some. Time. We got some uh, before we before we get to the games. We got some tech news and some UFC stuff to talk about. So, hit them with right. that transition. Let's get into it then. 
There we go. That's a nice little transition phase right there. Oh, Here we go, guys. Tech news back. it is, right? We're back. We're back. Yeah, we'll get some tech news. All right. So a lot of uh, some some interesting things to cover this week. Um, but to start out, let's just keep it topical. I don't I don't like to spend too much time now on the coronavirus because I feel like it's just beat like beating a dead horse at this point. And it's also yeah. kind of depressing. But um, some interesting news came out over the last couple of weeks from two of the tech giants, Google and Apple, where they're actually joining forces. They're, they're, they're joining forces. They're forming a team, is, and that, n- that never happens. Mm, it's, okay, uh, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's unprecedented stuff here, guys. It's pretty exciting. But um, So essentially what Google and Apple have partnered up to do is to use a technology called Bluetooth Low Energy, Bluetooth LE, and it's essentially helping to track the spread of the coronavirus. So obviously uh, one of the most crucial things to do whenever there's an outbreak of this sort of some sort of virus is to track, you know, how, how it's progressing. Um, If someone's uh, diagnosed with that virus, then you have to, number one, now I think the health department calls you and asks like, okay, who have you been in contact with? And this is like the really old school way um, of tracking its its spread. It's like, okay, tell us the everyone you've been in contact with for the last 14 days or something like that. You know, for people who are from a small town like myself, uh, I'm not sure how big your, your hometown was, Reese, in Ohio. Um, but, you know, it's not so hard to do because you're not around that many people. But imagine if you're a guy who lives in Manhattan and you find out you've got the coronavirus and they're like, and the health department calls you up. It's like, Hey man, uh, how many people have you been around? Can you give us their names? And can mm. you tell us where they live or, you know, something like that. And you're like, nope. okay, well I rode the subway to work for the last 14 days with at least 400 <laughs> people every day, you know? So yeah. it's nearly impossible, oh, but dude. we've got some technology. We carry around so these this little working. Isn't this, is this kind of like, Big brother, though, I'm a little afraid of this. I don't know. We should definitely talk about that, but let's just put out there what what this is, and then we can definitely talk about that because I have some thoughts. I'm sure you do as well. But essentially, what yeah. Google and Apple are partnering up to do, and it's not out yet. They're working on the back end technology first, and then they'll have to find some front end partners to actually get this on devices. But what they're what they're doing is using Bluetooth to essentially create keys on your phone. So whenever you become within a designated distance, whether it's six feet or a new, some people are saying 13 feet now for to keep the coronavirus away or whatever. Um, okay. If you come within six foot of another person, your phones essentially will exchange keys, right? So then, um, oh. you know, you go throughout the entire day, you run across 30 different people, um, and then you find out you've got coronavirus and you report that to the authorities or whoever, um, and then all those other people who came within six feet of you, just using background technology, they don't have to opt into anything, would get a notification on their phone saying, hey, you've been exposed to someone who has coronavirus. Um, and then so I guess from there, they would tell you the next steps, like quarantine yourself for 14 days, monitor for these sim- symptoms, talk to your do- doctor, whatever. Um, you know, so it, it'll number one, it alerts all the people that you've been in contact with so they can take action. And number two, it gives the appropriate authorities information um, about who's been who's been affected, I suppose. Um, again, a lot of these details haven't really come to light yet, but so we don't know exactly how everything will work logistically, but that's sort of the baseline understanding at this point. Uh, wow. Um, all right. So, I mean, I guess let me hear I want to hear your thoughts about it first. 
So do you think that this is, I mean, overall, it's probably a good idea, but it's, it's tracking, right? We're, we're now tracking people um, to, a, to a different extent. Um, you know, I have a couple questions like who's going to, who's owning this data? You know, yep. uh, who is this data going to be distributed to? Ha- who has access to this data? Um, you know, that's kind of scary, right? Uh, yeah. Where's where's this data stored? It's stored on Google servers, I think you were, you said, right? Uh, again, I'm not sure if that's a detail that's been released or not yet, but it sounds like Google, even though they're partnering up, it sounds like Apple's name is being put on like the front end of this. And I think that's a strategic decision because people, if you had to choose one, if you had to choose the lesser of two evils, most people would trust Apple with their data before Google. Um, yeah, and that's for a, a myriad of reasons, which we're not going to get into right now. But that's kind of what they're putting on the on the face of it. And then, as I mentioned, it's a back end technology at this point. So I think what it sounds like they're going to end up doing is once the once the technology has been fully developed and they've figured out the processes and all that stuff, it sounds like they're going to find a front end partner to actually develop an app for it. So they may work with like a research institution or a university or something like that to actually create an app that you can download to, I guess, enable this technology. But if that's actually, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, if if they don't go that route, it sounds like they may just go like a, um, a, um, over the air update sort of route where Apple pushes out an update and then boom, all iPhones, have this in the background it's nothing there's no user experience to it there's no user interface it's just you have it um and i guess there are some privacy concerns that could come from that for sure i think if they're going to do a push like that then yeah i mean that's that's kind of scary but if they don't do a push like that i don't think they're going to get a whole lot of uh, data from it right because you're forcing exactly i mean that you're forcing anybody to do it you're saying hey guys if you want to participate in this and then you know how do you know everybody's going to participate in it? there's got to be some incentive right yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the incentive is it's, it's, it's one of those situations where it's like you, do you worry about your information being out there? And, and what they've said so far is that it's anonymized data. It's just a key. It's a random string of numbers. Um, but I, I don't Sounds know. Like I a little a, bit like blockchain actually in a way. Yeah, exactly. Primary, secondary keys, trading it between devices. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it seems, of, it seems stable and secure, still mm-hmm. scary yeah it's not like they're it's not like when you pass by somebody it's like okay you ran across bob smith whose phone number is five 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 you know it's you ran across uh person number one two three four five six seven eight nine you know uh yeah it sounds more along those lines so if someone was to get a hold of the data set they'd have to have something like to cross-reference to figure out who that person actually is um so it wouldn't be I don't know. I mean, people, hackers can do all kinds of crazy stuff, uh, you know, but. But OK, so let's let's take all of the conspiracy out of it, because I, I went I took us down the conspiracy route, <laughs> the pessimistic route. The optimistic way to think about this is if you know that you were near somebody, right? Yeah. Then you're going to go get tested. And the sooner that you get tested, I mean, the, the better chances you, you have of, of recovery and, you know, yeah. survival. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like those things. It's like, you know, am I more concerned about my information getting out there or am I more concerned about getting the virus and not knowing about it until 14 days later where it's too late and they can't do much about it? Um, You know, it's if you don't opt in, you're not going to be notified when you're exposed to somebody. 
Um, but if you do opt in, then you're giving you're giving your keys away. So which are you more concerned about? I, I personally would opt in in a heartbeat because I'd like to be notified if I was near someone who had contracted the virus. That's just me personally. Yeah. I just um, want to be able to opt out when it's all over, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want you or guys like, knowing. <laughs> or, like, wipe the data after, like, seven days or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, whatever the incubation period is, you should it should just wipe after 14 days or whatever, you know? Yeah. Even better, yeah. So, so, all right. Interesting. Well, I think it's it's great to see huge corporations like that coming together and trying to come up with solutions. It's amazing yeah. that we even have that, right? In our yeah. in our lifetime, we have the ability to to track like to that level if if it comes out and if it works right, you know. Right. Exactly. So, um, in other Apple news, we do have a new phone from Apple. Um, I know that not everyone is our Apple fanatics, but I'm not particularly interested in this phone at all, but this is the new iPhone SE. So for those of you that don't know, the SE was announced, I think, I want to say three or four years ago, the original SE. And essentially what it is, is a, is a budget conscious iPhone. So what Apple okay. has done with the the SE line is basically recycled parts. So they're recycling parts, um, not used parts, but they're using, I guess, parts that weren't used in their um, phone lineup when they were first released and things like that to create a more budget-friendly phone that's not as powerful as the brand new ones. It doesn't have the best camera, all that stuff, but you do get a quality brand new Apple phone, which you know when you get an Apple phone, it's going to be supported when in terms of software and in terms of, um, you know, uh, repair and warranty and all that good stuff for a while. So the iPhone SE 2, which just released, is comes in at 400 bucks. So $400 for a brand new Apple phone is kind of unheard of. A brand new smartphone, period, is unheard of at $400. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I think that's great. And I, and I yeah. see here that it's, it's the iPhone 11. Um, hardware on the inside that's mm-hmm. a that's pretty good man yeah that's uh yeah, I mean, that's amazing the iphone 11 is what i'm rocking this is the 11 pro max um so yeah the iphone 11 internals which you, will get you the newest apple chipset yeah which is the um uh i can't think of the chipset <laughs> it's that one all, it's the new all one all i know about is like snapdragon i don't know the other one yeah it's not snapdragon it's apple's uh proprietary chipset lollipop or something no (laughs) no i don't know oh it's the uh cupcake apple chip apple chip iphone i love google um thanks google and stalling and stalling the apple a13 bionic is what it's called all right you're welcome you're welcome internet way off uh, so yeah you get the the newest chipset so it's gonna be a very snappy phone uh you get the iphone 8 body which is probably the part that's probably the biggest point of contention for most people because that means if you know the iphone lineup when they switched over to the iphone 10 you got this new layout here so you got this nice little nice little uh notch there at the top but you're basically borderless all the way around you're basically bezel-less all the way around um, on the iPhone, putting you back like three years, isn't it? Three, four years. 
Yeah, you're definitely back a couple of years. Um, and it's got the big chin at the bottom. It's still got the physical home button you've got to push. It doesn't have the notch at the top. So you're losing some like screen real estate going back to that body. But again, for the person who's buying this phone, they're really not concerned about that most likely. They just want a phone that's going to work and it's going to work for a while. Um, you get the you get the 10R camera system, which is not the newest generation. So you're not going to have this triple lens array, but you will have a quality camera. Um, in the, I, thought, in the, I thought when they said XR, that meant like, like augmented reality in like those different capes, cap, uh, capabilities. Um, is that not I it? Do, that's not what the naming convention denoted, but I believe with the... Maybe maybe even the eight, the camera on the eight, they in through software they had some like Apple um, AR stuff. Um, I can't swear about that, but you probably do have some of that capability with this the XR camera, the 10R camera. Um, Apple's okay. naming convention got super weird when they got to the the, the iPhone 10. Uh, they had the 10S and the 10R. You know the 10R. If you're a, if you're a car enthusiast, usually. R stands for like performance, but the 10R was actually the budget model of the phone as opposed to the 10S, which was the top of the line model. Um, yeah. But that's besides the point. Okay. And, but the, <laughs> the, the interesting thing here though, is that they've finally got outside of this storage container or I'm not sure what to really call this, but for a long time, Apple's base storage model was 32 gigabytes and for most normal people, 32 gigabytes isn't going to get you very far. If you take no. pictures even once a day um, and maybe a few videos and you download a bunch of apps and you maybe even download some offline movies through Netflix or something, 32 gigabytes is gone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, right. They've actually stepped outside of that. And for this phone, 64 gigabytes is the base storage model. So for 300 for 400 bucks, you're getting 64 gigabytes. Um, so all, all told, this is a pretty good deal. And actually, if you spend an extra 50 bucks, you end up with 156 gigabytes, which is a very reasonable amount of storage. Dude, $400, this is a steal. It really is, man. I think this is like the, 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 the type of thing that um, these large corporations are doing to try and get a phone in everybody's hand. At this point in, you know, you know, this day and age, I guess, everybody in the world should have some type of a smartphone. Yeah, for sure. Luna. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, the OnePlus, OnePlus phones uh, have tra- traditionally been the budget smartphone. They're, they're called the flagship killers or whatever when they originally came out. And I think the OnePlus One, the very first smartphone that OnePlus put out that supposedly had smart or flagship level specs, um, I think it came out around three or $400. Um and now here we are, probably five years later, and we've got a $400 phone. And the um, the OnePlus 8 actually released this past week as well, and it's $900. So OnePlus Jeez. has gra- slowly and gradually worked their way up to a pricing model that's very similar to some of our manu- other manufacturers like Apple and Samsung to get you the same specs that you would get from those flagship devices. And they've kind of abandoned that budget model. So iPhone is or Apple's kind of sliding right back into that that niche um and you know probably stealing a lot of market share from OnePlus with this with this phone. 
Well, Sarah, you certainly know more than I do about cell phones. I feel like you've, <laughs> you've gone down this path uh, quite a bit. Uh, I guess the one yes. thing that I think would be interesting is to see, like, when do we get to a point where it's, like, required for you to have a, a you know, to have a smartphone? You can't have a flip phone anymore. Like, there's got to yeah. be some point where, like, you, you move the social security into, you know, phone encryption. You put your, you put your you know, physical ID card your birth certificate all inside of like a, a device, right? That's encrypted and secure mm -hmm. and whatnot. Like it's, it's going to get to that point, right? I, I feel like it's got to at some point. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he wouldn't end up there. I mean, yeah. you can do that. You can pretty much do all of that now anyways. I mean, like I don't carry yeah. an insurance card around anymore because I've got an insurance app that has all the information in there. Yeah. Obviously, all my banking information's in there. I've got Apple Pay. I can pay for stuff in the store with my phone. Um, I, you know, do you know anyone that doesn't have a smartphone? Personally, I do actually. My my stepdad. Really? Oh yeah. wow! My stepdad uses uh, an old Razer flip phone. Good for him. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, dude. He's he's old school. He's super old school. Where and how? How does he have a Razer phone that still works? I don't. I think they started making them again. Honestly, I yeah. Well, I'm they made. Sure. They made. Like he the had Motorola one of those Res like. He had one of those little, those little like tiny, phones with like this tiny small little screen that was like a fifty dollar, Go phone kind of thing that he used okay, as okay. his like actual phone, and then yeah. I'm pretty sure, um, Motorola, I think it was Motorola. Maybe yeah. it wasn't. They just came out with another version of the of the, like the flip phone. Yeah, you could buy again. Yeah, they have the Razer, the brand new Razer, which is a smartphone. So when you flip it open, it is it's a foldable smartphone. Oh no, he so doesn't if he's... use it like one. <laughs> okay, I was I gonna did, say if he's got yeah. that one, he does have a smartphone. But if he's got an old school Razer, then kudos to him. I, I don't know if how he you has. Buy. If he has that new one, I guarantee he has no idea how to use it. I guarantee. <laughs> he... I'll tell you why after after the show, but. Yeah. <laughs> he 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 just like he opens it up one day he's like oh my gosh there's an entire screen inside of this thing <laughs> <laughs> where did this come from where where are the buttons <laughs> oh, you man. mean i don't have to press i don't have to press the number one button three times just to spell c what? yeah oh <laughs> t9 texting that's the oh, best yeah. old school that's anyway dude i i actually have one thing to share um, I yeah. know you got a couple other ones, but I wanted to talk about cyber shoes. Uh, have you heard about cyber shoes yet for virtual reality? No. What is this? <sighs> yeah. So pretty cool. Um, it actually hit. Um, uh, it's up there on Amazon right now for some reason. And the only thing I can think about is it's because everybody's stuck at home and the the Valve Index just came out uh, with with a um, a really popular game um, from the Half-Life series. Half-Life Alex just came out not too long ago. Yeah. And yeah. everybody was just waiting to get an index and waiting to get the game. And uh, the game's, you know, good. It's got overwhelmingly positive ratings. For a VR game, it's very, very good. Uh, for a game in general, like if it came out for a, like a flat screen type of game, it probably wouldn't have got as good of ratings. But I, I think there's been a large push that for people that have VR headsets, they want to be fully immersed, right? And so what's the right. next step? Instead of just having your head in there and seeing your hands moving around, well, you still have to use the analog sticks to move. But with these VR, with this um, cyber shoes, good. You pulled it up. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, let, me, let, me, uh, let me enlarge your screen a little bit. 
Right. So you put these on the bottom of your shoes. You have a, like a special spin chair that you sit in and there's carpet that goes all around the chair that you're on. And as you're spinning in the chair, you can kind of, you know, walk your feet forward, just kind of glide them across the ground like you can kind of see um, these guys are doing. And as you glide your feet across the carpet, it makes you walk inside the game. And as you turn and, and go in different directions, uh, well, the virtual reality headsets already pick up on that tracking because there's there's different cameras that allow it to um, uh, recognize like the spatial distances and, 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 you know, recognize you turning in a certain direction. And so all the shoes are doing is just controlling the forward and back motion. Uh, so wow. it's actually kind of simple when you think about it. And um, they've just made it so that it, is a bit more, you know, realistic while you're sitting at home, right? Dude, that's so insane. <laughs> look at the design of look at go back and look at the bottom of that shoe real quick. Look that's at how insane. simple. That's like a roll that's just like a little rolly ball basically. Yeah. Like an old school mouse. You remember the old mouse with like the mouse ball in it? Oh yeah. Like that's the kind of technology that we're thinking about right now. I mean, it's a bit more complex than that, but like that's the hardware. That's what the hardware is doing. It's it's that's so you know, awesome. I mean, look at the games that it said. It's it's the top games. Explore all tested games. Look at this, some of these games in the background. You've got oh, Doom dude. Eternal Absolutely. up here. You've got Skyrim. I oh, mean, yeah. some of these No are... Man's Sky. No Man's Sky in the bottom left. Fallout 4 Virtual Reality. Oh, yeah, there reality. you go. There you go. Oh, dude, I have a lot of these games too, man. It's a blast. Okay, here's the blast. question. How much does this cost? Uh, the Cyber Shoes, I think, are around like 400. Um, they might be like 350, 350 oh, US. So they're in euro right now, but you can you can get them in USD. It's around three hundred dollars, um, you know. So those plus a like an Oculus Rift, um, you're talking like a six hundred seven hundred dollar investment um, to That's get so off. Awesome. I mean, you could really get into the into depth because you need a good GPU and a processor and all that stuff. So it might be a little bit more expensive, but so they're wireless. If you already right? have a good rig. Yeah, they're wireless. I don't. That's well, wild. I, I don't. They look yeah, like I'm pretty it. sure they're wireless. They would have to be. They're, um, they're just like the controllers. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically just controllers for your feet with like a very minimal input. Now I wonder if they are. I wonder if they're motion. I wonder if they're like um, motion tracked. Like if there's motion tracking on them. I doubt it. I, so I honestly could, like, think it's a very simple thing. Yeah, well, it'd be cool if like to see like a V two of this where they actually were um like position tracking or whatever on them so you if you could be like in a fighting game and like head kick somebody <laughs> oh yeah definitely definitely that, that'd be so awesome yeah yeah i'm gonna stop sharing oh uh, dude i i, dude, I think that's that a it would good be really fi- did, cool. how did you find out about this did you just like see this on twitter or something uh yeah i am um, i actually i follow a lot of different like virtual reality guys like smaller smaller virtual reality news people that um you know, they do a great job at finding all this stuff. I'm actually, uh, um, I wouldn't say like really close, but I have a constant communication with this guy called the VR realm. Okay. Um, so if you guys want some, you know, virtual reality news, go to the VR And yeah. we, we he's your guy. Uh, yeah, I'll drop a link. I'll drop a link in uh, YouTube, uh, in the, in the show notes down below folks and, uh, go check him out. He's on YouTube. Um, his website is what really, you know, uh, got him going but then he started a youtube and uh, now he even streams on twitch every once in a while so go check him out the vr realm uh nice you know you won't be disappointed so all right um, awesome man yeah speaking of um, uh 
Speaking of input controls, we got some new controller announcements all over the place. So those shoes, definitely not as cool as those shoes. Those shoes are next level. Um, but Xbox, Can't wait to see what else comes from that. Yeah, Xbox and PS uh, or and PlayStation have both announced new controllers. I feel like I may be a little bit behind on the new Xbox controller. This is the Xbox Elite Two. Um, not exactly sure when this came out, but I just learned about it, and I, I try to stay, you know, pretty. Uh, keep my thumb on, on, on some of the news in this realm. So uh, Xbox Elite Controller 2. Essentially, if you guys are familiar, actually, I can pull it out now. I've got my fancy Xbox Xbox One Elite Controller here. Um, it's essentially just a souped-up version of the original controller, but it came with uh, the option to add these paddles in the back here. Um, you can add two more paddles in the back. I just choose to play with just two of them here. Um, you've got adjustable d-pad here so i can actually take this d-pad off swap it out with a different type of d-pad it's all magnetic um your joysticks here you can put on uh, longer ones I'm you can so put jealous. longer ones on so you have like finer control with adjusting like if you want to switch to a sniper or something like that you need some real accurate stuff on you can actually do that on both sticks and they actually um let's see yeah i've got them here uh they've got some like instead if you don't like the uh, concave options you can do like a convex style not really sure why you'd want to do that, but maybe if you're playing like a racing game or something. Um, yeah, and it's just all together, just like a rubberized feel, a textured back to it. Um, and, oh, the other thing is on the back here, you've got these controls where you can shorten the trigger throw. So you can see right now I've got it adjusted to the longer trigger throw, but if I push this little lever down, then it's a shorter throw to the trigger. So if you're playing a first-person shooter, you can you can fire a lot more rapidly without having to, to depress the trigger all the way. So all the way is good for like a racing game. You need a lot of throttle control, but if you're just playing a shooter and you need a rapid fire, you can, you can adjust that there. So the Xbox elite controller two is very similar to this, except for they've made some adjustments. So number one, it's more durable. To be honest with you guys, as you can see, mine's still in basically brand new condition. Um, yeah. And that's really because I switched to this gaming PC and I really haven't used this much since then. Um, but apparently some people were having issues where this rubberized grip on the back here was uh, peeling off after a while. I guess it, the glue or the adhesive on there wasn't strong enough to kind of keep it held. So they've increased that. It's more durable. Uh, the next change they made is there's no longer swappable batteries. So they've made it so that it's a, it's a built-in battery, and it comes with a magnetic charging dock. So essentially, you're done playing. You just plop it on that magnetic charging dock, and it just uh, it starts charging, obviously. And then nice. you take it off next time. You're ready to go. And then the last thing, which I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on how you think this could be used in gameplay, but I, I know you're not really a, a console guy, but um, it's got tens tension control for the joysticks. Oh, so nice. these joysticks right here feel, you know, as you'd imagine, there's really no difference to how these feel compared to, um, you know, the, the standard controller. But the Xbox Elite Controller 2 actually has tension control. So you can actually make it harder to adjust. You can make it harder to press the uh, joysticks or easier. So, again, if you're thinking first-person shooter and you need some extreme accuracy you can actually make it harder to move this joystick so that your your aim is a little bit steadier um so that's pretty much what's new with and also the price is a little bit steeper it's like 170 bucks out the gate 
Oh wow, dude! I um, I you know I'm all about like, like controlling my my inputs and all of the different like gadgets that you can have for playing video games and whatnot. I mean, you know, I have a I have a Naga with like all these freaking mice, or all these buttons on the side of it. Oh yeah, I have a, a Tartarus uh, gamepad with all that stuff going on. So I mean, you're you're speaking my language, brother. I uh. <laughs> I uh, I want one. <laughs> it's a bit out of my price range, but I, I really uh, want one of those. It's um, steep, especially with the little the little stand that you can just set it on. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing that I could possibly ask for is is maybe like RGB, right? Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, but why do they not have that yet? Who knows? I mean, th- th- it's a very nice, sleek, you know, very smooth looking controller. Like, it just looks like it it speaks um quality right uh i love the idea of the tension analog sticks i think that that's fantastic because um think about like when you're when you're using your mouse right you can change the dpi and you can change the um uh, intensity you know uh, accuracy and whatnot you can lower it right and so it's the same thing right like if you're playing um you know as a sniper or something where you need like really precise aim you don't want that stick to be going all over the place you want it to be stiff so that you can make those little micro adjustments and whatnot. So um, that's like professional level right there, man. Yeah, that's exactly. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really interested in uh, how what they're going to do with that. Um, I could see that definitely being used in a, in a first-person shooter, maybe even racing too. Like if you don't want to oversteer or understeer, you can really dial that in. So yeah. I'm interested in seeing. But one thing I thought about, and actually I don't know if this, I don't think this was an original thought. Um, if you're thinking about some game, like let's think about archery for a second. You're playing an archery game, and your drawback to draw back your 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 bow would be maybe your right joystick. So the more you pull pull down on the joystick, as you pull down, what if they had the ability to like. Um, increase the tension as you pull down just automatically through some different servos or whatever they use to increase the tension Um, so it's it's easier at the beginning and the further back you pull it just like a bow it gets harder and harder to pull back and that would give you some sort of like um, what's the word I'm thinking about Dude, Sunday nights are killing me right now. Dis- distribution, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, distribution Basically, of like, tension? feedback. I'm saying, like, feedback. You okay, know how you feedback, get the, uh, the rumble of the controller? Haptics, yeah. Haptic haptics. feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Haptics, yes. It's like an, an additional layer of haptic feedback to tell you, like, okay, I'm, I've got my bow draw, drawn almost fully, you know, fully back, and then you can release it. So that would be sweet to think about. So, Oh, dude, um, Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen really quick and just show you guys the PS5 controller um, because it's very similar to the Xbox Elite 2. Um, and to be honest, I haven't read up fully on this yet. But number one, the PlayStation 5 controller looks amazing. If you guys have seen PlayStation controllers in the past, you know they've been pretty much the exact same since the PS2 days. They haven't really changed much. Um, but the PS5 controller has gotten basically an, a, a brand new facelift, a brand new design. No longer do you have the color-coded buttons here for uh, square, triangle, circle, and X. Just like the Xbox Elite controller, they're all one color, this nice white color. Um, the 
overall shape of it has almost been formed sort of like the Xbox controller. The main difference here being that the joysticks are still on the same plane versus the Xbox has the right here and the the left is a little higher up. Um, But it's got an all new design and, and the, the real functional change here is again, it also has tension adjustments and tension controls on the joysticks. So I'm going to be interested to see, um, you know, it's, I might have to try to find some games that support the Xbox controller on the PC and um, see, you know, what, what the capabilities are uh, once the games, more games start to support that. <coughs> oh, man. Um, so, <clears throat> World War Z definitely supports a uh, controller. Um, that might oh, be yeah? a good one for you to test it out on yeah i um you know just going with the idea of controllers i bought the steam controller i'm gonna go back to uh the main lobby here i bought the steam controller i don't know if you saw those it's downstairs right now i should have had it with me um oh nice and so i bought it It was on sale for like five dollars right they they were just trying to like liquidate everything yeah. And I think it was like, I think that it wasn't doing very well. So they were just trying to get it out there to get people to start using it. Um, and I think it's, I think it's, it's a bit different. It has a trackpad on it, right? I've um, never used this or even seen this. So this is all news to me. <laughs> if I could run downstairs real quick, let me just, let me just show it. How about that? Yeah. I'll just show yep, it. Yep. Steam controller. Just so you get an idea of, of what I'm talking about real quick. Um, and I'm just going to show a picture of it. I don't I don't have to really get too in depth here. Um well, I don't want to go to that site. Here I'll just it's just a Google image search and I'm going to show right. this to Let's you real quick. Um main document. Nope, that's not it. Document. There we go. All right, sorry about that. Showing some of the some of the behind the scenes content. All right, so you should see my screen now, right? So it's a it's got oh. the steam icon. This is a button that you use to turn it on, right? You have your ABXY, uh kind of similar to uh Xbox, right? Very similar to what Xbox has. You have your back button, you have your start button. Um you have one analog stick, you have your your D-pad, and then you have this right here, okay? Uh, <laughs> so the first thing, you know, the the bottom half of this controller functions as you would expect it to. Analog stick, you could press the button in. Um, all of these buttons, every everything in the middle, all makes sense. This actually is a is a touchpad as all as well. So you can press down on each of the directions, but you can also slide your finger like if you were on your phone, up and down, left and right, to control, you know, what you're looking at. Um, and it's also um, the faster you swipe, the faster it will swipe, right? So it's got that level of control. Now this over here, this is a trackpad. It's very weird. You can press in on it. You can press in all of the different directions, um, and you can slide. And it's and it's also it, it also recognizes the acceleration of of your finger as you slide. So you can you can whip it, or you can go very very slowly. Um, in certain directions, or you could just hold down in one direction. So um, it takes the standard input that you would expect in an analog stick, and it's it's very complex. It's actually kind of difficult to get used to, but it gives you so much more control over what you're trying to do. Um, but it increases the um, the gap, I guess, the gap for uh, the skill gap. It creates like a skill yeah. gap, basically. Um, wow. You know. 
but I've been I've been using that, man. I gotta say, uh, pretty cool. What are you playing with that? It. Uh, I actually just started playing Fallout 76 today. I was going to talk about that a little bit um, here soon, but yeah, yeah. What? Well, so, how much did you pay for that? Six dollars. Six dollars. Six dollars. Is it? Is it still available? Uh, I think they liquidated them all. Honestly, I don't think it's available anymore. Yeah. Oh, it, man, it, that's like check on it, check here. I'll check on Steam real quick and see. I, find, I don't I, think I it one. is. Steam controller on Steam. Steam. I, this looks like this controller. came out like 2015, so this is definitely like old news. But I don't know how I never even like have seen one of these. Um, oh yeah, it's it's definitely old news. It bombed, right? Nobody could get used to that like that analog thing. Um, I don't think it's for sale anymore. Honestly, I think they liquidated. It, yeah. it failed, and you know it was kind of whoever got one got one. Um, this, I'm, I'm looking surprised at a, that it. I'm looking oh, on their I, website I didn't even, right now. I forgot to mention it. It has the it has the right bumper, the left bumper, the right trigger, the left trigger. But then it has those these two triggers on the back, just like that Xbox controller does. It has triggers on the back, like on the. It has extra little supplementary triggers. So strange, you know, man. It was ahead of its time, shame. I guess. Ahead of its what time. What a shame. Yeah, probably. But that's very know. interesting. Oh, well. I like it. I'm. I mean, I'm I'm a part of the problem because I didn't buy it when it first came out. It was a it was a lot of money, I think. And then they were like six dollars, dude. You you tell $6. me anything six dollars? Yeah, it's six dollars. Oh, okay, I'll buy it. Sure, yeah, six dollars sure, is fine. Six yeah. bucks. Sure, that's awesome. What, man. You, you got some Girl Scout cookies? Six dollars? Sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> uh, my just connection saying. has Girl Scout cookies for four dollars a box. Just saying. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Get me yeah. in touch with uh, Karen. Okay, let me talk to Karen. <laughs> figure this out. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's really cool, man. Yeah, I, I, I needed to try this. I've, I mean, I had this Elite controller, which I love. I love it. It's so good. And when I played Overwatch, it was my, it was my primary like first-person shooter on um, on Xbox. I loved that thing because the back paddles, you know, I could do different like reload, jump, and all that stuff without taking my fingers off the triggers. Oh, yeah. Um, and so now, like playing Overwatch on the PC, I haven't quite gotten to that skill level yet with my finger dexterity, but I want to try... I want to try switching over and, and, and hooking up to the to computer and and uh, testing that out. You should. I definitely think you should try it with uh, with yeah, World man. War Z. I'd like to see it. Although um, I might not have it here, but if you don't have one of these, uh, here, give me one second. Yeah, while he's while he's doing that, um, if you guys don't know, we didn't really mention at the top of the show. If you had not heard of World War Z, and you have not gathered from the name of the episode, um, or maybe you have never even seen the movie, World War Z is a hor- zombie horde slaying game, um, which you're definitely going to get familiar with here in a little bit. So I'm excited oh, to yeah. play that. Yeah. So you looks going, like you got like a, was it like an old 360 controller? Oh yeah, dude. This is the old school, the old school joint. Um, yeah. same little battery pack on the back with nice. actual batteries in it, double A batteries in it. Um, but you need one of these <laughs> to, it's a, your it's a connection. Dongle? It's like a little dock connection thing plugs well, into your USB. Do you have one? I don't have the wireless thing, but this does, this controller does have a USB cord with it. Um, so I'm assuming that I could just plug it in and yeah, I mean, it's oh, got a USB. Be I mean, it wouldn't be oh, wireless, yeah. which, you know. Who needs wires these days? But right, um, no, you should be this, good then. 
This actually might even be lower latency, I, I would think. Probably. It, it, so, I wouldn't doubt it. I've never yeah, used I mean, this cord be. for anything, so I guess it does something. As long as it's not, like, just for charging. You would assume that it, it connects, you know, and allows you to use it, so. Yeah, okay. I, could, I could try it out, you know. I, I mean, yeah. maybe it's hey. just plug and play. Maybe you just plug it in and it'll work, but I think for tonight plug we'll it stick in, to the plug stick, it in. Yeah, we'll stick to the keyboard and mouse tonight when we, when we start killing some zombies. Let's do it. All right, man, I think so, we are ready for a transition. What do you think? Uh, I'm just getting there, buddy. I'm going to yes. transition right now. Let's do it. Transition time. And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back for some UFC shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, f- wow, wow. Favorite part of every week. Yes, sir. Um, I'm so sad, dude. Yesterday was supposed to be, like, amazing. We were going to have so much to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we were going to – oh, gosh. We just – what a bummer, dude. What a bummer. Yeah. But, Did you see that uh, Tony Ferguson made weight? I did see that. I see that for some reason, what, he dropped like 20 pounds or something just to make weight? Yeah, like, like just yesterday. In case. Or no, sorry, Friday he was like 163. I mean, obviously yeah. he's been cutting weight for a while probably since he's been in camp. But Friday he was 163. Saturday he made 155 to the T, 155.0. Um, the guy's dedicated, man. Who cares? Yeah. I and mean, he called I Jeff. He called Justin Gaethje out um, on Twitter and basically said, like, hey, man, I'm making weight on April 18th. Are you? And Justin Gaethje was like, um, you know, I've, I've known about this fight for 12 days. No, I'm not making weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I, w- I mean, props to Justin Gaethje. I wouldn't have made weight anyway. I wouldn't have done it either. I mean, what's Actually, the point? Actually, do you know what the rules are on that? Like, if you get called into a fight last minute, or do you get some sort of, like, leeway on the weight? No, I don't think so. No, some, I think you still have to make weight. Yeah. But they have he, people on call. Like, that's a thing, right? Like, they uh, wouldn't have just called him. Like, he was he, – he probably knew that he was, like, in the hole. You know, okay. Just okay. in case. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I'm like, how is that How is that a thing? No, nah, like, Dana, Dana will call around and be like, hey, can you make weight? Can you make weight in a week? Can you make weight in two days? And if they Oof. can't, then he'll be like, okay, well, let me call the next person, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Because some, yeah. I mean, some of these guys, like, Tony probably walks around. I mean, he fights at 155, or he makes weight at 155. He probably walks around close to 200. Maybe not that much. That's, that's probably an exaggeration, but maybe, like, close to 180, I would, I would guess. Like, these guys drop, like, say, 20 yeah. pounds. 180, probably. You know, you got to think, like, a lot of that is just water weight. Because yeah. that's what they do when they cut. Like, they just, they just expel all of just the water from their bodies. Dehydrate Made, themselves keep all of the muscle try and keep as much fat as they can because that's their energy source you know yeah um scary stuff but yeah yep, a lot of these so, guys don't have any fat so it is what it is um, um so really yeah i mean i'm definitely bummed about that but we got some exciting news to talk about um they did actually announce the they i mean it's not official yet they announced that their next target date for the big ufc event is may 9th so that's only a couple of weeks away. I'm skeptical, but you know, let's let's do it. Let's see if <laughs> my, it happens, right? My favorite term here is cautiously optimistic. Cautiously, there, there we go. That's a good that's one. Such, cautiously such a such a corporate optimistic. term. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, 
It's I'm, cautious, true, though. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic that we can get you a raise next year. Great. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see how that goes. Thanks. I feel so good. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. But so May, May 9th, that's where they're targeting the fight. We don't know an event. We don't know a, a location yet, but we know this is uh, at first I was skeptical of this. I was like, this can't be real. This cannot be real. But it was reported by Brett o- Okamoto. I think is how you pronounce his last name, who works for ESPN. Yeah. Uh, he's an MMA reporter for ESPN. We have the craziest card proposed for this event. Let me, I wish I could pull out. Let's see. Can I pull out this uh, image? Um, Let's see here. UFC May 9th event card proposed. I'm sure I can find it on on the Googles. Oh yeah. We yeah, we'll we'll get this lined up. I mean, I want I kind of want to just go through this card anyway here it is. and just like talk about it, right? Cuz it's oh, got yes. this is the undercard is insane. Dude, the prelims. Are you kidding me? Some of these prelims can, fights? Uh, How can this even be possible? Um, you have a former you have a former UFC like poster boy and title holder. You have two former Wait, I think you have three former UFC title holders on the prelims. Three former UFC title holders. Can you believe really? that? Yeah, on I'm, the prelims? Yeah, I'm showing it. Uh yeah, look at it. Pettis, um Verdum. And um, I think Watterson. I think Watterson used to have the belt a long time ago. I think you're right about that. I could I could be wrong. I'm not a hundred percent on the Watterson one, but Pettis um, was a lightweight uh, uh, champion of the world, and Verdum was the heavyweight. Verdum, the hev- the previous like three years ago, the heavyweight champion of the world on the undercard. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy fight. So let's break this thing down. Let's. You want to start at the? Should we start at the prelims or should we start at the main the main event? No, let's let's start at the bottom and, and work our way up. Mitchell versus Rosa. I don't really know too much about these guys, honestly. I don't know anything about those guys. Um, I've heard of Luke and Price, but I again don't know a ton about them. I would um, take Price, dude. Price did this up kick on. Um, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. He did this up kick in his last fight. Price has been steamrolling kids, man. He's a he's a beast. Um, I don't know much about Luke, um, but just from L- Price's you know performance lately, I got to go with Price, man. Wasn't Jacare also a, t- a title holder? Nah, Jacare was never a title holder. Crazy as that is, surprising. Yeah, that guy's a monster. And the Uriah Hall, of course. I watched Uriah Hall. I think I talked about this on last episode. The Ultimate Fighter. I think it was seventeen or something like that. Yeah. And this dude was just like viciously, viciously destroying. He ran through the entire season. Everyone he he faced, he like knocked some guys out. I thought for sure they were dead. Um, and then he lost the, the he lost the uh, I guess the I guess you call it the championship belt or whatever for the Ultimate Fighter. The season he was on, he actually lost it to Kelvin Gastelum. Um, he they were on I the mean, same season. Gastelum's a monster, man. Which Think about which that. was insane. Like on that on that season, Gastelum like. He had a rough go, like not really a rough go, but um, he definitely wasn't as standout as Uriah Hall. Like you, from the beginning, thought Uriah Hall was going to take the whole thing for sure, and then he yep. he lost it on decision to Kel- Kelvin Gastelum. But Uriah Hall is a scary guy, man. He's he's a monster. Oh yeah, yeah. He's fought some of the best, dude. He bought Ga- he fought and beat Gegard Musasi, who's like a 
I mean, that was, you know, a long time ago. That was like five years ago, but Gegard Mousasi is an absolute beast. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's fought some serious people recently. Um, you know, Paulo Costa, he lost to Paulo Costa, but you know, I mean, that guy's a beast. I, I'm excited to see this. I, I really am. I want to see what happens. He's, he's been doing really well lately. I think he's on a two fight win streak right now. Um, you know, so let's see. Sal's, you know, Sosa's no joke, but Sosa's oh, yeah. been kind of doing. I mean, I think Sosa's lost his two la- his last two fights. Um, you know, uns- very surprising. You know, I, I I don't know, man. He might he might be slowing down. We'll see. I think uh, I think I might take Hall on this one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to see that fight. Um, and then Michelle Waterson versus Esparza. Um, Esparza. I don't really Esparza, know Esparza, yeah, yeah. but Michelle Waterson's obviously insane. Yeah, um, I, I think this one could go either way. Who did she fight last? I'm, not, I'm trying to look this up. Michelle Waterson. It was, um, wasn't it that one, like, poster girl? What's her name? I got to look it up. We, sh- we should know this. I know. Um, Paige Carolina. Oh, oh, she that fought was a while Carolina? Ago. Yeah, Carolina... I don't know when oh, this was. Oh, she did? Kowalskowitz, the champion? Yes. She she fought the champion. She, she won, yeah. Right. Not Carolina won, not Michelle. That was a uh, that was a good fight though. Sense. Oh no, she fought Joanna Jan Jacek. She fought Joanna Jan Jacek and lost. She beat Carolina. Which I remember that. She knocked Carolina out. Oh man. Or never mind. That was a decision. I'm thinking about a different fight. She fought Yuana last, and Yuana beat her, and that's why Yuana went on to fight for the the belt recently. Gotcha. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, Paige Van Zant. That was a long time ago. You're right. Yeah, her last. But, yeah, no, no. Michelle beat Carolina. I can't pronounce that last name. Kowalkiewicz. Kowal- she, Kowalskiewicz. She beat yeah, her. she beat her. Decision right. round three. Michelle won. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but she lost to Yuana. But um, yep. Yeah, you're right. All right, so, I mean, I, I got to say, I don't really know too much about Esparza. I, I, she's a contender, right? She's good. But um, I like Michelle Watterson more. I'm, I got to go with her. Yeah, she actually was on, like, an MTV um, reality show that I watched, but Shane and I watched. It was, like, one of what? the real worlds. Yeah, you remember that show, the real world challenge, road world challenge or whatever? You yeah, she was show? on there. Yeah, 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 she was on, like, an epi- on a season where they had, like, these like really like C slash B list celebrities on there, like competing against some of these other people. They're not really good celebrities. They're like all athletes. So I guess the whole idea was like, can these real life athletes um, beat these like challenge people? Um, So it was interesting. It was definitely interesting. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. It was was funny to see her on there. Um, So then moving on, Alexi Olenek versus Verdum. Um, I don't really know a lot about Verdum to be honest with you guys. Dude, he was the um, he beat, uh, um, he beat Cain Velasquez at one point, I believe, for the belt. Cain, let me look it up. Verdum, um, he was the champion. Um, he was the heavyweight champion. He lost to Stipe Miocic. Um, got knocked out, but prior to that. Uh, he was doing great. He was doing great. Um, 
Yeah, he beat Cain Velasquez to take the heavyweight belt, which is unheard of. He was on a he was on a freaking tear, man. He was, you know, he won you know six fights in a row. Then he lost to Stipe, and then it's kind of been back and forth since that. His last fight was against Alexander Volkov, and uh, he got knocked out by Volkov. So I mean, um, you know, he's he's nothing. He's a he's a black belt in jujitsu, Brazilian guy, Brazilian jujitsu. Uh, absolute monster. Uh, but we're talking about Olenek, right? So I'm pretty sure Olenek's Russian. And oh my gosh, dude. Olenek's one of my favorite people to watch because he's like this unassuming guy who looks pretty kind of old. But um, this guy's record yeah. is 58 and 13. Right. 58. He's got 58 wins under his belt professionally. That's just ridiculous to think about. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, and, and they call him the, the boa constrictor, I believe is what they call him. But Yep. Um, because he's a submission artist and he's like, if you get within his range and get in his grasp, you're in trouble, man. Um, and Dude, I think this that- is a really good matchup here. Cause you got, you got two submission masters yeah. that are going to be going at it. This is going to be a tactical, if they go to the ground, it's going to be a tact, a very tactical ground battle. Yeah. Yeah. For people who don't really understand the sport a lot, they're going to be bored watching this fight most likely because it's going to be on the ground. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. His, his last win was from, was by submission round two against Maurice green, um, which poor guy, he's only got eight, he's only got eight, uh, 12 total fights in his professional career. But I think he was before that Maurice was, uh, I think he's a knockout kind of guy. If I'm remembering correctly. Um, yeah, I watched but, that last fight. A lot of people thought it was going to be a knockout, but mm-hmm. But Alexi, you know, he's a monster, but he has lost a couple. He has lost a couple leading up to that. He lost to Alistair Overeem was a KO in round one. He lost to Walt Harris, also a KO in round one, 12 seconds in. Um, Mm. Obviously those guys are, are nothing to scoff at. Those are some monsters, but um, yeah, that should definitely be an interesting fight. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, me too. Um, So let's go uh, DeCastro versus Hardy, right? So Greg Hardy's a infamous, uh, um, NFL football player that got kicked out of the NFL for, um, uh, well, he was, he was found not guilty, but, um, it was, uh, around domestic violence, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so he's had some, uh, s- some infamy within the UFC as well. Some controversy, right? Lost his last oh, yeah. fight and, you know, he's kind of been on and off. He got disqualified in one of his fights. He's won a couple fights, lost his most recent one, just like straight up in a decision against a very, tall you know beast of a man um and uh, for some reason i can't remember his name right now but he's like 611 who are you talking about um i can't remember his name honestly i gotta look it up the guy he lost to yeah 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 the guy he lost to it was alexander volkov volkov that's who it was yeah you're right you're right and it was it was the decision round three that was the first time greg hardy ever made it out of the first round um yep he did good though. Or actually, maybe that was the first time he ever made it to round three. I'm not really sure, but I'm looking at his record right now, and it says that the fight before that he bought, he fought Ben Sassoli, which yes. is is that the um, combat that's wombat? The one... No, no, no that that's the one where he did a um, um, he used an inhaler. Yeah, that was overturned. Yeah, he, he he won that fight, but then it's a no it's a no contest because yeah. he got. Because he used an inhaler, yeah, like they raised inhaler. his hand at the end of it, but yeah. then they they disqualified him like, um, like half an hour later. Oh wow! I don't I didn't remember even that happening. Yep. Um, and then he um, beat, he got disqual he 
Yep, exactly. Go ahead, say it. He beat uh, Juan Adams uh, before right. that. So, yeah, yep. this is but a guy But he also, that... he got disqualified for an illegal knee against Alan Crowder. So, I mean, That's he, he beat somebody in the head that was on the ground. And then yeah. he used a inhaler. I mean. He's a controversial guy, for sure. Yeah, I guess so. Getting kicked out of the NFL. I mean, what's next, right? We'll see. But right now he's five and two with one no contest. Um, I don't really know a whole lot about this other guy. It's it's fun to talk about Hardy. At least we could say that. DeCastro exactly. looks like a monster. Um, and he's <laughs> Greg Hardy's just one of those guys where like you just can't help but to want him to lose, just right. because of his like his history and his attitude. Um, like he literally, I don't remember which fight it was, but he had blood all over his hands from a fight that he was in, and he literally like licked the blood off of his hand. I'm just like, what? What is wrong with you, dude? Um, it's just, yep. it's just one of those guys where it's just like, I can't. I would love to see him just get dropped in round one. Um, just to oh, yeah. give some, give him a little bit of humility. He got a little bit of humility in that last fight against Volkov, just because he had to go the full three rounds, um, and it didn't go in his favor. So I think he got, and I, and I did notice in that last fight, like he didn't, he was a little bit more technical in his striking. He wasn't um, pushing forward as much as he had historically, and yeah. he was kind of taking his time. So he was getting smarter as more of an intelligent fighter now than just kind of go out there and swing for the fences. But um, still, still don't like him. Yeah, I don't either. DeCastro's undefeated right now. He's six and zero. So, oh wow, okay. Um, we'll see how he does. We'll see how he does against Hardy. I mean. Both of these guys are still kind of trying to they're, – they're trying to prove themselves. I don't think Hardy's really, you know, beaten anyone yet that is significant, right? Yeah. And neither has DeCastro. So, you know, they're just kind of working their way up. But the reason why it's it's a – you know, it's kind of weird because they're they're up farther on the card than Olenek, Verdum, and all these other people. It's because Hardy's so – you know, people want to talk about him. Because he's so yeah. controversial, so exactly. There you go. That's kind of what the UFC is becoming in some ways. It's becoming a, a pissing contest, well, really. Yeah, WWE man, here we come. Exactly, and we'll talk about that a little bit in a, in a minute too. Let's let's fly through these next couple. I, I hate to kind of fly through some of these bigger fights, but I know we want to definitely get to our World War Z. Um, yeah. So Pettis versus Cerrone. I mean, good gosh, man, Cerrone is a freaking champion. This dude fights like twenty six times a year somehow. Um, crazy. Obviously his last fight versus McGregor didn't go his way and Pettis also had lost his his last fight was against uh Ferguson right knockout um Pettis lost against Ferguson that is correct I don't know if it was a knockout but he definitely I think it was a stoppage yeah yeah I wouldn't say he got I don't think he got knocked out but it it was definitely a stoppage maybe um I'll have to look it up but I gotta take I'm gonna take Cerrone dude Cerrone's a beast I'm taking the cowboy all day I really hope so. I, I just I want this guy to have a win. Like he's had a rough go his last few fights, and it's definitely probably coming near his the end of his career. I feel like, um, but yeah, uh, you know, he's, I believe I believe he's gonna take it, dude. We'll and, and Pettis Pettis has had a rough go as well. So I'm definitely wrong. Uh, Pettis's last fight was not against Ferguson, but he did lose against Ferguson. His last fight was against Carlos Fiera, Ferreira, um, which I don't even oh, remember that fight. You're right. But he right. also he lost by submission, and then in yep. 2019 he got beat um, by Nate Diaz, yes. round three decision. And but he did beat Wonder Boy. Um, I think that was a knockout. Oh yeah, I the, remember that the knockout. Superman punch. The right. Superman punch. Yep. So, so they both got something. Cerrone, to prove. but you know what? I feel like Pettis gives up at the if he, if he's not winning, he gives up. Yeah. 
Even if he is winning, if he starts to lose, he just like completely gives up. So just Donald for like the fact up. that Donald has a heart, I'm gonna go with Donald. Yeah, Cerrone never gives up, dude. So actually, yeah. both of these guys have lost to Tony Ferguson by knockout. Um, Not surprised. Donald lost to Justin Gaethje as well. So he beat Ally Quinta, but they both have something to prove on this card, you know? Um, so oh, that's yeah. going to be an awesome one. So Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Qatar. You, I know you're a big Calvin Qatar fan. He's a wrestler, right? Um, I think so. I I think Qatar is going to take this one. Honestly, um, I think he lost his most recent fight, but it was controversial. Um, let me look this up again. Yeah, he lost to Zabit in November. Uh, it was decision Zabit. round three. I remember that being right. Like a, that was a that was a t- that was a tight fight. That was a close call for sure. And then he I beat Ricardo Lamas. Yeah, I think they could have gave it to to Qatar though. Honestly, uh, here's another fight where, I mean, it could be it could go to either guy. You know, Stevens is a monster, not a monster, but like he's he's you know he's a contender for sure. But I think Qatar's hungry. You know, seeing how he did against his beat, like dude, he's he's very he's skillful. He's got heart. Um, he's got. Uh, endurance for sure. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I, go with guitar again. J- Jeremy Stevens is—he's up there with like Robbie Lawler, man. Like he's looking for a brawl when he comes into that octagon. Oh, and yeah. his his last fight was against Yair Rodriguez, which sucked mm-hmm. so much. That was such a good fight. That was gonna be an amazing fight, and he went out on an eye poke. Um, he got poked. I want to see eye. Yair fight again. What's up? I want to see Yair fight again, dude. He's I know. A monster. He that guy is that crazy, so dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wonder what his next fight is. But Jeremy Stevens, like he got poked in the eye. I think it was the first round too, and he physically could not open his eye. Like his eye would not, like the muscles in his eye would not release, and he couldn't open his eye. The doctor came in there, and eventually, after five minutes, they had to call the fight. Um, and people yep. were booing him, and people were so so oh, mad. Yeah. But like, dude, if you guys know Jeremy Stevens, that guy did not. He was not looking for um, he was not looking for a DQ. You know what I mean? He came. I right. think that fight was in. Oh, I think it was in Mexico actually. Um, he had to uproot his entire life to go fight, do that fight, and you know, for some people to to claim that he did that on purpose or whatever, like he he took the easy way out of the fight. Um, you know, it's just ridiculous. So I'm excited to see him back in the in the ring, back in the octagon. Same here. Yeah. All right, so Ngannou versus Rosenstruck. I went ahead and said it because I know. Anyway. Yes, I can't ever say it. <laughs> um, I'm going to just speed right through this, man. I'm taking Ngannou. Knockout first round. Let's go. For sure. For sure. Done. Move on. Nunez, right, Nunez versus, versus Spencer. Spencer. Dude. Nunez, dude. All day long. She's unstoppable. I don't think anyone's going to beat her. Definitely not this girl. I agree, but I think Felicia's going to give her a run for her money. She's also, so? yeah, in the women's division, man, she's also a bulldog. Like, she is, I think she's one of the, probably the stronger women out there. So, like, her strength versus Nunez is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And she's still really pretty young, too, Felicia is. Um, okay. I'm trying to see, who does she beat most recently? She beat uh, Zara, I can't even pronounce his name, Dos Santos. Oh, yeah, Dos Santos. Um, KO in round one. She so, you won- think... She went the distance with Chris Cyborg. Round three, she lost it, but went the distance with Cyborg. Um, this is going to be a good fight. All right. I'm, I'm going to call knockout round one. You say it's going to be three <laughs> rounds. Or fi- well, it would be five rounds, technically. 
All right, we'll, we'll yeah, this let's is, go. I, we're, I mean, we're in belt territory here. There are three belts on the line in this yeah. fight, in this card. So moving on, Henry Cejudo calls Dominic Cruz away from the table and into the octagon. Can you believe this? I can't believe it. I, I honestly can't. Like, come on now. I thought this guy's sure such a character. Was, I thought this was fake news. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Henry Cejudo is hands down my favorite fighter in the sport. Just because, like, Aww. his personality and his, like, I, I don't know. He, his, number he's one, he can, he can fight like crazy. He's oh, so yeah. much fun to watch. Um, he's like and, a little rabbit. Yeah, he's so small and so fast. And he's just a monster, man. And he's ruthless. And he doesn't care who he fights. He doesn't care who he offends. He literally called out. Who did he call? Amanda Nunez? Um yeah, he did. <laughs> he was going to be triple, or he's triple C. He wanted to. He wanted to take the woman's belt too. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Um, he's just a really fun person to like follow, and for Dominic Cruz to come. I mean, was he officially retired? Do you know? I can't recall. I don't know for sure. I don't know. I know that he's. Um, you know, he's on the back end of his career because I mean, for him to have a comeback at this point, come on. He's commentating. He's obviously, really, he's so smart though. Like he's. His ring intelligence is is amazing, but I just don't think his body can. I don't think his body can handle what Sahito is is bringing to him. the table. Yeah, yeah. I'd like I to see the age the age gap. I don't know how old. I know Sahito's pretty young still. I'm not sure how old Dominic is at this point, but Dominic hasn't fought in hasn't fought since 2016. And he lost. He, he lost, lost against fight. Cody Garbrandt. Um, yeah. In a decision. Yeah. But before yep, that, he then, beat Uriah Faber and he beat TJ Dillashaw. So he's definitely nothing, you know. And he's still active. If you follow him on Instagram, that dude still trains all the time. Um, and right. yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. He's definitely talking a lot of smack and talking about how he's going to smack Zahuda around. Um, so that's going to be a good one. Mm. We'll see. And then, <laughs> so so who are you who are you going for in this one? Do you think Zahuda's going to take it? Yeah, I. I mean, I, I'd pro, I'd put I'd put a hundred dollars on it. I really would. I don't I don't think Cruz has a chance. I think Cejudo's gonna come out guns blazing. Um, All right. And I think he's got I think he's probably got the stamina to keep it up. So yeah, that'll be fun. And then obviously Ferguson versus Gaethje. We've talked about this one at length already. Um, you're taking Ferguson, I know, right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's not like I'm I'm not like diehard either way on this one. Honestly, I'm a big Gaethje fan as well. Yeah, um, I love I love Justin, so watching Justin Gaethje. I, I'm actually a little bit torn on this one. The only reason I'm going to lean towards Ferguson is because like everything that he's done so far and, you know, how far he's come, like he deserves a title shot. So I, I want him to get his his interim title back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see. I, th- I think that Gaethje would have a a good chance at beating. I think both of these guys have a great chance at beating Khabib. I just think that Ferguson is a little bit more well-rounded than Gaethje because uh-huh. Gaethje doesn't use his wrestling. He just stands there and brawls and Ferguson is very creative. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, Ferguson's beat some of the guys that Gaethje's lost to already. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's good. Mean- actually, Actually, let me check myself on that. Yeah, I'm looking up here. Think. Was it so? Obviously, we know Justin Gaethje was an all-American wrestler. Is Ferguson? I'm trying to remember. Does he have much of a wrestling background? Oh yeah, yeah, he is. He is a wrestler, um, all-American, professional. Or actually, hold on. Um, 
I'm, I'm pretty sure he was an All-American as well. But let me just check. Yeah, National Collegiate Wrestling Champion. Um, wrestling Championship. He won the 2006 National Collegiate Wrestling Association Championship at 165 pounds. Um, you know, so that's not like top tier or anything like that, but he was a champion um, in uh, in college, which is, yeah. you know, that's, it's you know, college level wrestling is no joke. So I would be interested um, to see if they take this to the ground at all. I, I don't think they will because uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Gaethje doesn't like to go on. He doesn't like to go to the ground. Yeah. Um, he's that's where that's like his thing is like he's got such good wrestling that it's like hard to get him to the ground. And you yeah. know what? I take that earlier statement back. I, I thought Tony beat. Um, um, what's the previous belt holder's name that lost to um, that lost to. uh Wow, Conor McGregor. It's Sunday. Th- sorry, folks. <laughs> um, um, I'll find it. I'm not he sure lost either. to um, Eddie Alvarez. I I thought that Tony Ferguson beat Eddie Alvarez at one point, but I was wrong. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I would just like to see Tony win this, but I'm not. <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna pass over. I think that this is gonna be the best fight of the night, and it's gonna be the last fight of the night. And it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna make up for anything else. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I mean, needless to say, this is definitely the like one of the biggest cards we've seen in a, in a while. Three title fights on the line, um, and yeah. like these these other fights that were definitely main events. Pettis versus Cerrone, that's a hundred percent a main event fight. Ngannou versus Rosenstruck, a hundred percent that was gonna be a main event. Um, anything with Hardy on it, he's definitely could be a main event. So this is just like a, this most stacked card I've ever seen. So I'm, I'm excited. Oh yeah, I want um, it to happen. So I think we should transition. I think we should go ahead and uh, get through our last segment, which is video games, and get onto some real video games. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm gonna go ahead and hit that transition right now. And we're back. And so, sir. I saw you were playing uh, a little bit of Overwatch the other night. So tell me, yeah, man. what did you learn? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to fly through this news just because I'm excited to actually kill some zombies. But um, yeah. Overwatch has a new hero. Hello. Um, so I think this is the last hero they're going to release before Overwatch 2 comes out. And her name is Echo. Um, so Echo is essentially this flying hero. Very similar mechanic to um, Sigma, who they just released not too long ago. Like She just kind of floats okay. around. Um, but she actually can, if you hit shift on your keyboard, she actually can fly for a short, short duration. Um, you know, similar mechanics like mercy or something like that. And so her, her primary fire is like, she shoots these little orbs out of her three fingers. It's like a little burst of three orbs. Um, it's like 15 different, 15 rounds, I guess, 15 shots before she has to like reload. Um, but her, her secondary is a, Basically, if you right-click, she th- shoots out like this burst of plasma grenades. That's what it reminds me of. Like if you've ever played Halo before, it sticks yeah. to enemies, um, and it's got um, 
It's got explosive radius damage, but they're not super powerful. If you hit if you hit an enemy with all three or four of the maybe like five different plasmas, um, it does some pretty significant damage. And then lastly, like her third, I guess, tertiary fire is if you hit the the E um, key, she has like a little beam that shoots out for you know three or four seconds, similar to what you'd get from. Um, I can't think of her name right now, but it's it's a it's a beam thing. It does a pretty heavy damage. Um, Moira, like Moira's ultimate, not Moira. The one that throws Symmetra. There we go. The one that throws the little turrets out. She's got like the primary right. fire, like this little beam action. And then her ultimate is super interesting, and this is why I enjoy playing her a lot. Number one, you can stay back with her and kind of she's a damage hero, but you can do you can kind of stay back. She's pretty effective at a long medium to long range. Um, and once you get her ultimate, essentially what it does is she can take on the form of another hero. So if you're in the, but it has to be on the enemy team. It can't be your team. So if you're in the heat of the battle and they have a couple of tanks and you have her ultimate, you can take on the form of like, let's say a diva, um, and immediately get back into the action and start lighting them up as diva. And then the cool thing about it is when you are taking on the form of that other hero, your ultimate ability charges like 95 percent faster than it would if you oh, were nice. it's insane like if you play diva and you land a few shots you throw some of your little missiles out there um you'll get your ultimate in like five or five to ten seconds it's insane um oh, wow. and you you have a very limited time that you actually get to play as that um the enemy's hero but so if you can imagine diva you get a you get her um self-destruct super fast you can throw that in there self-destruct and then before you know it you've you've switched back to being echo again but it's extremely effective in a situation like that ah dude i can't wait to check her out she sounds it's like a lot, a lot of fun, fun. So, of fun. so you would say that she's like a damage dealer then yeah she's definitely a dps here like she's not support or tank so but uh, got it okay lots of fun all right, um, so I'm going to just talk about Epic Game Store real quick, a uh, segment uh, every week, talking about the Shout free out. games that they have. So this week is Just Cause 4. Uh, it's a $30 price for free, free 55, free 50 discount. Guys, free you got to get free. Epic Game Store. It's free, free games. Come on. So Just Cause 4, uh, you're playing as Rogue Agent Rico Rodriguez lands in Solus to hunt down the truth about his past at any cost. Jump into an action-packed, open-world sandbox experience and cause chaos with the wide selection of weaponry, vehicles, and gear. Sounds great. Sounds like a, a fun little adventure. Chaos, as in everything is destructible in these games. Oh, Buildings, nice. all kinds of stuff. So for $30, free game. I bought I got it already. Um, I Same. Think, uh, Ginger, you got it too, right? Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, the next one is Winds of Aurelia. So this one's a bit different. Uh, it's a $10 price for free. I went ahead and checked it out. Embark on immersive adventure uh, road trip uh, through the gritty western coast of Italy during the roaring 1970s. Playing as Lella, a uh, bold, spunky woman, experienced the sights and sounds of a tumultuous time in Italy's history while uncovering events from Lela's past. So basically, it's a top-down perspective, and you're just following her in her car as she drives all around Italy, and like different conversation pieces happen and you pick kind of how the conversation goes. So uh, it's a bit different, a, a bit yeah. different kind of gameplay, you know, um, if it's an indie title, uh, you know. So if you're looking to try something new, uh, it looks like a cute little game, you know. Uh, it looks like a very short kind of playthrough, uh, you know, kind of just, you know, experience something new. It looks fun. I, I might try it myself. Um, Let me know. And so the Let last thing. Think. 
I'll let you know. Um, last thing is uh, um, Fallout 76. Guys, finally we got the update we've been waiting for. They put NPCs back in the game. The Wastelanders has the Wastelanders have come. Now you can go into the game and play a full, a, a completely new um, main story campaign with full voiced over actors, NPCs, different story. Dude, it feels it feels like the original Fallout's actually because you have the different um, quest lines and uh, options to pick from when you're talking to people. Way better than Fallout Four and Fallout Three. Um, really cool different options. I got to say, uh, I'm going to be playing it for a while. Me and my wife, we've been playing it um, all day today before the podcast and um, really nice. excited. So if, you, if you're if you into Fallout, um, Fallout 76 was a bust when it released. It's been a year since it was released. Everybody hated it. But this is the, this is, it's, it's go back to it now. All right. All the bugs have been fixed out. There's so much extra content and there's NPCs. You can't go wrong. Go try it out. I've never actually played right, any bud. Fallout games. I know that's going to probably get the internet yelling at me, but... Um, I will let you log into my Steam just to play all of the Fallout games, because I, I own them all. So <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah. All um, right. You can each, I can do Steam Share, actually, with Fallout 76. I can do Steam Share, where like I play the game, and you can log in as... as you can log in with me. I can bring one person into my game, and we can what? play together. Yeah, look oh, it wow. up. There's a new thing. There's a new thing out there. It came out, I think, earlier this year, late last year, where um, you can do this like stream Steam Share program, where awesome. as I'm playing the game, you can like click it and and join in with me. You don't have to own it. You don't have to pay any money. Wow, that's pretty awesome. We should check that yeah. out. We should try that out for sure. I think so. So, uh, sir, I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm gonna go ahead and launch the game. Yeah, so while you're doing that, I just want to say uh, we're probably going to end it here for the audio listeners because you guys aren't going to get a lot out of, uh, except for hearing a lot of gory sounds and zombie screeches and guns firing. You're not going to get a ton out of this. So I think we're going to end it here for the audio listeners. We're going to keep it going for the video, and obviously we're keeping it going for the stream here. So for our audio listeners and for anybody who decides they don't want to watch us kill some zombies, thank you guys again for tuning in for Episode 9 of the Ginger and the Beard Podcast. As we mentioned at the top of the show, we'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know in the comments below down here what you thought about the show leave us a comment um on apple podcasts or spotify leave us reviews um and most importantly just engage with us reach out hit us up on on instagram on twitter we want to hear from you guys we want to hear what you think about us doing some video game playthroughs maybe next week we'll put the video game playthrough at the beginning of the show and try that out um so just uh just reach out to us say what's up thank you guys we'll talk to you all soon